Hi there. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. My name is Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Jeannie Krieger with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Hello, Jeannie. Hi, Roger. How are things at the Chamber today? They're just great. I think it's going to turn out to be a Chamber of Commerce day. <laughs> Somebody should coin that phrase. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're joined from the Chamber by your colleague there, Thomas Kislett. Thomas, how are you? Good. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm good. Uh, we've got a great show today. Jeannie, if you don't mind, would you uh, introduce our guest here on the Small Business Spotlight? I would love to. We're so excited to welcome and have on the podcast today Katrina Stavely with Aaliyah Olive Wools and Wine, Brooke Shell with Pruitt Health Hospice and Palliative Care, and Dr. Sean Ostrowski with Relentless Georgia, and he's a chiropractor in our area. Yeah, this is a, a good, diverse mix of different types of businesses. Hello, guests. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Good. How are you? We're great. Um, really good. Thank you. And we're we're for our listeners. We're on a, we're on Zoom. We're in a Zoom room here, so we see each other as we as we work our way through the pandemic. Um, just going around the room here briefly. Uh, Katrina with Olea Olive Oils and Wine. Um, just tell us a little bit about your business. I know it's brand new there on Broad Street. Thank you for having me today. Um, a little bit about Olea. Um, we are actually a tasting room for olive oils and vinegars. We have forty different varieties of each. Um, and then we also have um, a wine tasting. Um, we have currently eight wines on the menu. You can choose five to taste from. It's $20 a person. Um, and then you are able to also enjoy wine by the glass or by the bottle from that menu, along with our extensive wine wall that we're currently adding to. So I took a quick glance at your website. This is also this is just the stuff to make the people who cook and, you know, olive oils and stuff like that can just add pop to their their meals, right? Absolutely, yes. Uh, okay, uh, Brooke, Pruitt Health Hospice and Palliative Care. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about what you guys do to help serve the community. Hey, thank you for having us, Roger. We're really uh, grateful to be able to be with you. Um, we are actually a hospice and palliative care uh, company. Pruitt is actually owned by a family. Um, Neil Pruitt is our CEO. Um, but in the Rome area, we just want to bring um, compassionate, loving care to people that have end-of-life situations going on, as well as the palliative care people that have chronic situations that it's hard for them to get back and forth to the doctor. Um, that allows someone to come to their home and help treat them there. Hospice is a little different than palliative, and we discussed that last week in our ribbon cutting. Um, but they encompass the same thing, and that's just taking care of our community, um, our elderly population, and those that have life-limiting illnesses and chronic illnesses. Which brings us to Relentless Georgia Chiropractic, Dr. Sean Ostrowski. Hi, Doc. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on here. You're welcome. And um, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, <clears throat> we are actually a chiropractic health clinic. We're lo located off of uh, Redmond Circle, just across the street from the General Electric plant. And we are a family-based chiropractic health clinic that specializes in neurologically-based chiropractic care. Um, and what that means is uh, we know that the nervous system, you know, controls and coordinates every other function in your body. So that's your brain, or that's your heart, your lungs, your digestive system, reproductive system. 
And we know that if the nervous system isn't functioning at its best, then those other functions also don't work at their best. So we are a lot more than just pain. Um, we do obviously help with that, but we use a state-of-the-art technology that allows us to assess your spine in real time, that allows us to see where we might be getting some neurological pressure, inflammation buildup, and that can actually be detrimental to your health. It leaves those aches, pains, dysfunctions that we all know and hear about. Um, and again, we specialize in you know taking care of everybody in the entire family from the time you're minutes old all the way through life, um, and we see all different kinds of things. So um, we're just really grateful to be in the community and um, help people to really learn how to take control of their health. You mentioned you've seen all different kinds of things. Can, give, me, give me a few examples. <laughs> some of the, some of the maybe yeah, the more. Well, I'm glad you asked because I didn't want I didn't want to go down a huge list, but yeah, I mean, obviously you have your your major things like low back pain, neck pain, headaches are really really common. Um, we see a lot of times acid reflux clears up. Um, that's usually something that's taking place in the mid back. So there's like some sort of neurological pressure there. We'll see things like digestive issues. A lot of times that's tied in with low back pain because those same nerves control the digestive organs. So you can't have pain without having loss of function. And that's a really big key um, point of chiropractic care in that, you know, if you're dealing with some pain, there's already some sort of function loss taking place. So we'll see ear infections, colic, We'll see ADHD, anxiety. Um, we see a lot of uh, a lot of help with headaches and migraines are is super common in our, in our practice. Um, and I mean, the list can go on and on and on. But bedwetting in children. Um, I mean, yeah, honestly, we we've seen improvements in all those different things, and it's really just because there is such an intimate relationship between the spine and nervous system and every other part of your body. Are wow. you seeing more issues because we're all we're all doing this now these days? Oh, yeah. We're zooming oh, in yeah. and looking down. Yeah, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, I, I can't I can't uh, talk about the plank in your eye before I pull out mine. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely we we see it all a lot, and we get a lot of times attention headaches. So we see a lot of the anterior head carriage coming in, um, and we have some we have some solutions for that in our practice too. So it's it's pretty cool. Wow, everything's connected. It's just interesting to hear you talk about things that people might not ever think about is related to the spine. Oh, I've got a headache or or you know, you mentioned acid reflux or whatever it was. Um yes, sir. very 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 interesting. Um years ago, um I've never been to a chiropractor, but perhaps I, I was was experiencing a little bit of pain and it dawned on me I was my wallet was too thick. And I was always, yeah. when I sat in the car, you don't realize, yeah. or, you know, you're, you're yeah. I, I kind of got a little out of line. So I stopped putting my wallet in my back pocket. The George Costanza episode from Seinfeld. You ever seen that? I, I have. It wasn't that bad, but. And, and here's another thing going off that um, women, the, the equivalent of that is crossing your legs to one side very, very consistently. So it's usually women don't wear a wallet, right? But a lot of times that sciatic issue for women is crossing their legs over the other. And a lot of times women favor one side over the other. So we'll see the pelvis become out of line in that same way. Yeah, it's interesting. Of course, um, uh, how long have you guys been open? Uh, we are not actually open yet. We have, uh, we are opening in April. So. Okay. So, so it's, but it's, it's a new business. Yes, sir. Okay. And you are you delayed because of the pandemic? No, we are we are just well, this is all honestly everything's been going as planned as of right now. Um just, you know, contractors getting in there and doing their part. Right. Um 
And there's a whole bunch of other things that, that come along with trying to open up a clinic, you know, a lot of things that have to go in, in the right direction. I'm sure every other small business owner here knows that there's some, there's things with build out and there's things with, you know, permitting and things like that. So, but everything's going well and everybody in the community has been so, so helpful. Thomas himself has been incredible for us too. So um, can't, can't uh, speak highly enough. Even, even Katrina, we, my girlfriend and I walked in on her when she was really nice enough to let us see her, her uh, facility there for a few minutes. So really excited for her. Well, and Kat- uh, Katrina, uh, you, you are open, but just talk about the challenges and not just opening a small business in general, just talk about those challenges and then add to it, opening it during the, the pandemic. Well, opening a small bill, uh, the small business, you have your challenges to begin with. Um, I think that opening them, opening them in a pandemic kind of, kind of heightens that little bit of where is my success going to go? How successful will I be based on this? Um, but as far as, you know, our projects taking place, we built everything in the facility with our bare hands ourselves. Um, you know, my husband had a lot of help into that as well. Um, and Sean was able to come in and see some of that during the build out process. We still had slabs and stuff everywhere that still needed to be finished. Um, but honestly, it was just a leap of faith and, you know, knowing that Rome didn't have anything like this. And we wanted to bring something unique to Rome that wasn't already here. We didn't want to take away from any businesses that were currently here. We just wanted to be our standalone and be independent and be successful. And, um, I think opening that in the pandemic, it was, well, there's never really a right time to open a business. Um, you just have to make sure that you have an adequate audience and, you know, reaching out on social media to get people's attention and then just deciding when to open from there. So we decided, well, let's open up in January. We got our space in December and then it was a super quick build out, maybe about 50 days total. And we built it. We built walls. We put up different areas. Uh, we're about to start running more electricity because we actually need more wine coolers. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, sure. But now it was it was definitely a leap of faith, and we're just so happy to be here. We're so happy to be able to be on Broad Street and meet the public, and you know, understand their wants and needs as well. Oh, sure, all the foot traffic as well. What? Where are you specifically on Broad? Um, I'm at 424 Broad Street. Um, I'm across from La Scala. <laughs> Judy, it's interesting to me every time we do, uh, where are you specifically on Broad Street? They'll give a street address, but then they, everybody can reference it by, you know, another standing business that's downtown. <laughs> well, I'm picturing Anthony with La Scala running over for his olive oil. restaurant i'm sure he's doing that so yes um unfortunately i haven't had the pleasure of being able to beat anthony yet um i did get a chance to meet his brother so far Uh, but hopefully i'll have a chance to meet him in the near future liz and i both look forward to that yeah absolutely brooke your business is a little bit different obviously you're dealing with you're dealing with uh you know not only human you know the 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 tough times in a human being's life, but also dealing with family and friends. So what are those challenges like at a Pruitt Health Hospice and Palliative Care? Um, Really and truly, like, I think that our team handles things pretty well. Um, Of course, I'm not online say that we don't have times that there's some families that are not quite on board with the decision that their loved one has made to do hospice. Um, and just the fact of teaching people the grieving process, 
of course, we don't, um, I myself don't get involved in that, but our social worker and our chaplain play a huge part in that. And I think the biggest thing for us is um, the challenge of getting someone to understand that it's time. And then, you know, especially if there's family components that are there, like I said, you know, maybe the brother doesn't really agree with what his sister's doing, but the husband and the daughter and the patient are all on board. We really try to encompass the whole family. Um, it's real important to make sure that everyone is there and supportive for those patients at that time because it's such an intimate process that they're going through um, that they've allowed us to come in and be a part of. So we want to try to mend things the best we can and make, if you can have a beautiful death, um, we like for people to have that because that's pretty much the philosophy of hospice is the fact that you're having dignity. You know, you get your, your dignity at death. You get what you would like for that to be like. And not all of us get to choose that. So I think that if you do get to choose that, that's a blessing because like myself, uh, my mother passed very suddenly at 52 years old. So we didn't really get to choose how that would map out for her. And we didn't have the support of a chaplain, an RN, a social worker, and all those aspects that mean so much at that time. So um, to me, I just think it's the challenge that we face is encompassing the whole family to make sure that that patient has exactly what we would envision for them, which would be dignity at death and as beautiful of a death as we can give them. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but from where I'm coming from, um, that's a goal of ours is for people to have that moment to be the way that they would like for it to be. Sure. Um, it's an uncomfortable conversation for many, obviously. Uh, and you mentioned, you mentioned grief and, uh, I have forgotten them all, but there are the five stages of grief and denial and anger and depression and acceptance. And I'm leaving one out. Um, uh, so anger, I think yeah. anger part. Yes. So, yeah. so you're probably dealing with that with the various family members, but it's interesting to me, you touched on, so you you aren't only focused on the, the healthcare, but you've said social worker and, and in minutes. So you've got, you're taking care of emotional and spiritual needs as well. Yes. Yes. Cause that's important. And, and a lot of people, when they're going through that process, they have a lot of situations where, you know, they want to make sure that their spirituality is in place. Everything's, you know, it, it's just like a bucket list, essentially, to me, that you're making sure that all those aspects are in place before you leave this world. And um, our chaplain is amazing. Um, George Nix is our chaplain, and he's well known in the community. He actually has a uh, ministry of his own in some of our local uh, trailer parks and things like that. So he just has a heart for what he does, and he's able to go in there and walk these patients and their families through that grief cycle, along with our social worker, Nilsa. Um, and I can honestly say you do. You do go through every one of those stages because I did when I lost my mother. So what the reason that I do what I do is that it's a hope that, you know, young daughters, sons, things like that, they don't have to go through that alone, that they have somebody to be there with them to go through those things. Well, it's just a reality for all of us, um, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> as uh, you know, we're, we're all here for X amount of time and we don't know how long that is, do we? Uh, yeah. So I guess the most important, it, go ahead. Yeah, essentially it's, it, you know, 
I was telling everybody the other day, you'd think that we would have been very, very busy with COVID, but we've, we've had some of that, but I think that has changed the whole dynamic of what we do because these patients are not getting the length of time with us that our other patients would because they're coming in pretty sick right away and sometimes passing very quickly. Um, and I hate that. I mean, it just, it makes my heart hurt to know that um, something that big has rocked our world to the point where these people, you know, were fine and essentially very healthy and now they're facing death and their family or, you know, and we don't have the time to pour into them what we would typically pour into a patient that we might have for two months per se, or even six months. So especially in your world, normally it's, it's something to keep in mind, but also with COVID, how quickly things can change and life can turn. So I guess to my point to segue here, since we all no, nobody knows how long we have, we really should, it should increase the quality of our life. Um, and, and, uh, I guess part of that doctor, does that kind of get into your world of, um, I mean, how, how much quality of life improvement do you see from your patients as they, as they come in and get treatment? I mean, yeah. And honestly, Brooke, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Cause I think it's true that there is a, there really is a, a dignified and a, and a, a beautiful way to, to exit you know, this life and, you know, move to the next, especially for the family members. So I think that's awesome that you guys are, are bringing that to this community. Um, I think it's definitely needed. Um, but yeah, um, going off of what we do, I mean, just, I can go back and just give you a couple of stories. I think stories resonate the best. Um, I know a girl specifically, her name was Bella. She was a five-year-old and she was, I was an intern at the time at, in, in an office in Birmingham and She's a set of five-year-old girl who was having debilitating anxiety. I mean, I didn't know that even existed in five-year-olds, but just picture the anxiety you have in a five-year-old. And she was, she got so bad that her uh, pediatrician decided um, that they wanted to put her on Lexapro. I don't know if you know, Lexapro has some serious um, residual effects. You can't just come off of Lexapro. It can be very dangerous. Um, But anyways, putting psychosomatic drugs into a kid, there's lots of other issues in terms of crossing the blood brain barrier, what actually stays, what doesn't, but let's just, you know, fast forward a little bit. So the mom decided, well, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but she couldn't sleep. She couldn't even go to school. She had trouble leaving the house and she started coming to see this chiropractor that I was working with. I was actually very fortunate to have done her initial history, which was pretty cool. And um, I'm usually pretty good with kids and she just was so inconsolable, especially since I walked in the room, I'm big, I'm tall guy. And so it broke my heart for her. And honestly, though, after a couple of visits, I mean, I'm talking maybe four or five, she was already seeing significant changes in her quality of life. You talk about quality of life as a five is a, she's, she's seven, eight, seven now she's been in her care for two years. Um, but yeah, she had significant changes. She's back in school now. She's able to interact with kids. She has friends coming over and playing. She spends the night at her friends. That was another big thing she always wanted to do, but she couldn't. Um, so that's huge. And, and then just another story I had, a I had a patient myself and she came to me and she was, she told me, Hey, you know, I'd really like to just clear up my headaches and my low back pain. Didn't really tell me too much about her, her menstrual issues that she had been having. And, Anytime that that time of the month came for her, it was to the point where she had to leave work. She couldn't even, I'm sorry, she couldn't go to work. She had trouble laying down flat on her back. Um, 
and then her headaches were debilitating too. Because if you could clear up anything, that would be I'd be grateful. And um, so we just the approach we take, we try to we try to adjust as few of segments as we possibly can in one visit. We think that when you put an input into the nervous system, it's important to make sure that you're not putting too many. The nervous system it has to integrate everything that you do to it. So, um, you know, our technique is very specific on hey, I'm going to adjust one or two segments. We want to just see what the variables do. Let's see what your body does with it. And so we adjusted her pelvis. Um, she had a severely rotated pelvis um, and then, I'm sorry, a severely unlevel pelvis. And then hers also rotated as well. So we adjusted that rotation. And then I also adjusted her very top cervical vertebrae, which is called Atlas. It's like a ring, mm-hmm. but your brainstem drops right below that, right through it. And so we get all kinds of pressure on, on what's called the vagus nerve. And it travels to all these different parts of your body. But one of the things that was happening with her was these migraines. And so we worked that way for a little while. And after, I mean, chiropractic takes time. But um, after about a month, she had came in and she said, hey, you know, I've never felt so good. And I'm, I'm able to get up and go to work when I'm, when I'm you know, going through my cycle. And uh, that's, that to me is, is incredible. You know, when you have someone who's able to, to not only get rid of their low back pain and headaches, but also now they're a part of their life that's been really detrimental and really, you know, you know, caused problems they're able to get over. And that's one of the cool things when I, when I started seeing that, I'm like, man, I really am in the right profession. And I'm so glad that I'm able to do this without, without any medication, without any surgeries, you know, just purely working with the, with the spine and the nervous system. Wow. That's good stuff. Great. <laughs> good stuff uh, uh you did you have something you want to add there Jeannie? well i just think that you know when you can work and see the results of somebody's quality of life change and that has to be so rewarding and so i just appreciate that so much i'm i'm very thankful that you're here and we look forward to your your practice opening that's just great thank you um yeah. go ahead doc you know, I was going to say, I know there's lots of other guys in the, in the community that are uh, lots of other doctors here already. And uh, I've only heard good things about them. So, I mean, you already have a good solid group of chiropractors in the area and I'm just, I'm just happy to be able to, you know, serve. There's, there's so many people that need, they need chiropractic. Everybody that has a spine literally needs chiropractic, even if there is no problem, you know, little ones from the, from the very time they're born, there's a lot of trauma that goes on with childbirth as I'm so sure some of you, some of you women here that have children know, not just for you, but for the baby, they're pulling that baby out. So, you know, it's super important to, to have people under care for their entire life. It, it doesn't have to be like every day, you know, it's, it's something that can be periodic, but um, it's like an oil change for your body. You really need it. And I'm just glad to be able to, to be here and, you know, serve, serve the community and help as much as I can. Thank you, sir. That's that's good stuff. It's and it's funny. I hope I haven't been offending you. I've just been calling you Doc, like we're old buddies. That's fine. That, that, that's a, yeah, that's what that's what we get called, honestly. Hey, yeah, Doc like or Sean doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm not formal. Well, well, speaking of quality of life, one you know, one thing I enjoy is is food and drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us back to Katrina. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about some more specifics there. Um, like, what else do you have? I went around your website a little bit that people can come in and so you can taste, but you can purchase, you can buy stuff to help cook with things like that. Give us some specifics. Um, so we actually have um, handmade pastas that we sell. 
Um, they're from a company called Morella, um, and all the pastas are actually handmade and extruded by hand and formed by hand. Um, so that's one of the unique things that we have. Um, we also have a variety of olives, about nine different types that we actually get from Spain. Um, we have anywhere from queen olives to vermouth olives, which actually have a little bit vermouth in the brine. Um, those will be good to eat. They're also really good in cocktails as well. Um, some of the other stuff that we have is a variety of different seasoning salts. Um, some of them have actual Himalayan salt in them. One of the salts that I absolutely love actually comes in a little container. It has a little stainless steel grater, and you can actually take the blocks of pink Himalayan salt that it comes with, and you can actually shave it onto your food. Or your food. So instead of having it like pre-grated or pre-ground, so I think that's really cute. And the little um, grater itself actually has different varieties to it, so you can choose the coarseness or fineness of your salt. Wow. Um, Katrina, you're, you're really improving the palate of Rome, Georgia. Um, I was actually a chef for 11 years before deciding to do this. Um, So food and beverage has always been a part of my history, uh, especially for the last 11 years. So pairing wine, pairing food together is something that just comes natural to me. And I'm so happy to be able to do it in a setting to where, you know, I don't necessarily cook the food for you, but I teach you how to do it at your home. And I teach you something else or I can give you ideas on how to improve something that you already do. So. Well, it's funny. Typically, I usually ask a background question. So your background is as a chef? Yes, sir. Um, I was a chef for 11 years. I worked for the Ritz-Carlton. Um, I also worked for several um, high-end country clubs in the area. Um, one of them was actually in Buckhead, and I was their banquet chef and their restaurant chef. Gotcha. Brooke, what's your background? Um, honestly, I've worked in healthcare pretty much my whole adult career. I actually started um, at Redmond Hospital as a nurse tech in the cath lab. And from there, went to Harbin Clinic and spent about 11 years at Harbin Clinic in administration and patient coordination. And then I was offered this opportunity at Pruitt and I kind of felt like God was leading me in the direction of hospice and it was the best decision I ever made. So I've been in a little bit of every aspect of healthcare. Hospice was a little something I had to learn, um, but because I was more a family practice, heart disease, kind of, you know, drawn to all of that, but it's been interesting to learn the things about hospice and it's been um, very rewarding too. I think it's, to me, it's the best job I've ever had. Oh, that's that's a great testimonial. The uh, one of the things we discover on this podcast for the chamber, sometimes people stumble into a career, or they're they're on their fifth career, which is great. But sometimes they kind of they're still in their same field, but they're kind of tangential. They've they've done a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, I guess, doctor, for you, I mean, <laughs> you probably went to school a lot. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'll keep it brief. So I, I definitely kind of like Brooke had a, had a background with healthcare in a lot of different ways. Started off pre-med, started, got accepted to medical school, kind of thought about, hey, I, I got some really good advice from a doctor. I said, hey, go and shadow some doctors, figure out what kind of doctor you want to be. And like a medical doctor, so I did. And I realized that none of those types of people I wanted to, you know, have my life like that. So I decided I'm going to change gears. I thought maybe nursing. I thought maybe PA. I thought, um, uh, PT. And, and I, so I eventually changed gears and got my degree in exercise science as well. So 
Um, that led me into cardiac rehab um, while I was in that program, um, finishing up my program. I also did a lot of work at an, um, a residential home. So I spent a lot of time with, you know, the elderly and saw, you know, all those needs too. Um, and then after school, I did a lot of personal training and my niche was really closing the gap between physical therapy and return to play. A lot of times health insurance dictates how much, how much care they get. And so I was able to kind of help those physical therapists get their people back to where they wanted to go. Then I did some work as a orthotics um, in orthotics and prosthetics for a while um, in Michigan. And that was really eye-opening for me and what changed my gear and made me want to go back to chiropractic school. Because while I was doing that, I was a personal trainer, but I just saw people coming in with so many other issues that, that really could have been backed up 10, 15 years prior if they just started taking care of themselves. And so I, I realized that, wow, I got to stop playing small and I got to go back and add more value to myself. And that's why I went back to school for four more years to just put myself in a different position where I could start impacting people in a bigger way, you know, before these problems became problems. Well, it's one of the reasons I like asking that question is like, for example, if we have somebody younger listening to the show, they can, they can chart a path. If I'm interested in this, well, how did that person get to there? You know, what did, what did that person do? And, and sometimes you can follow a path if you want to be this or that. There's paths to get there that others have laid out. So just follow those paths. Uh, Thomas, I feel bad. I've been dominating the conversation. Um, I really haven't talked to you at all. How are you, Thomas? Do you want to chime in here about anything? Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I just admire this group today. Uh, it's, 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 um, it's a blessing to, to have uh, these young entrepreneurs here. And, um, Brand new to the community as well. Uh, Sean, uh, he mentioned he's from Michigan. He he moved to Rome, so um, that's 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 what we want want to hear. We want to uh, have uh, new young people moving to to the area, and then you know just starting up, you know the bravery of starting up new businesses is is just uh, heartwarming to me. And um, today it's it's all about the quality of life. Although you know everybody everyone is from a different spectrum, but you know. Every, we talked about uh, caring, the human care, and everybody has something to do with care. You know, we have the culinary care, <laughs> with Katrina, with the olive oils. You know, we have the uh, the health care uh, with, uh, with um, Brooke, and then, uh, of course, the physical care. And it's just amazing to me how versatile the business world is. And, you know, every, everything today has like this human touch to it. And, uh, you know, with a presence uh, on Broad Street, with a presence in a, in a doctor's office, in a presence in people's homes, it's just amazing to see and uh, it's heartwarming. Well said. Uh, let's go around the room here just for some contact information. Uh, we'll start with Katrina. Uh, obviously, uh, people want to come see you. They can walk in on Broad Street. But are you on Facebook, website, things like that? How can people conduct business with you? Absolutely. Uh, we are on Facebook. Um, we're also on Instagram as well. Um, on Facebook, we go by Aaliyah Oils and Olive Oils um, on and wine, I'm sorry. And then on Instagram, we go just by Aaliyah Oils. Um, and then we also have our website that you can visit, which is www.aaliyahoilsandwine.com. Um, and yeah, you're able to check us out on all of those different sites. Or walk in on Broad Street. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Brooke, what about you guys? Uh, contact information, website, social media? 
Yeah. Um, actually, Pruitt Health does have a uh, social media platform on Facebook. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's under Pruitt Health, and you can find it that way. There's some great information on the social media webs, uh, webpage about not only COVID, but the vaccine. Um, some of our experts talking about the vaccine. And then, of course, what we deal with, which is uh, nursing home life, hospice life, things like that. There's some great stories there to be seen. But we also have a um, website, www.pruitthealth.com. And that shows like where we service, you know, because we, we're actually ser- uh, stretched across three states. Um, the home base is here in Georgia, and of course, we have our office here in Rome, but we service the whole state of Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina, and we also have a um, nursing home in Panama City Beach, Florida. So, Pruitt Health is not so much a small business, but um, we are family-owned, so it just kind of grew into a big corporation through a family-owned uh, journey, but also, we have an office here in Rome, like I said, 35 Three Rivers, we're across the road from Rome High School and Trip Plaza. If you ever want to, you know, just to come and ask some questions about, you know, the services that we offer and what types of things that we can do for your family members or loved ones, there's someone here to help you all the time. And you can also reach our office at 706-236-4704. One of my jobs is to do family consultations. So if there's a family member that you were looking into doing some extra stuff with, um, you would contact the office or have your physician contact us. And then I would set up a time to go out and do family consultations with the patient and their families. Okay. Thank you. Uh, doctor, you uh, mentioned other, earlier, you guys are over off Redmond, um, but just give us some more details about when you're going to open and contact information, website, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Brooke, I need you to save me a spot down in that Panama City one for when I get there. Uh, I need it into the beat, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we are, like I said, we're located off of Redmond Circle Road. If you keep going past Coosa Valley's new location, you'll come up to their old location. And we are right across the street from the General Electric plant. So we're in one of those brick looking buildings like this. Yeah. Um, we are opening in April. If everything goes to plan, that might push back. If it does, we'll keep everybody updated. Um, we'll be having a ribbon cutting, um, I believe, on April 1st. That'll be a Thursday. Um, I think me and Thomas will work out the details on that. It might That might change, too, depending on the contractors. But um, as of right now, honestly, we're, we're going to be at the Three Rivers Throwdown on Saturday. Um, so if you guys want to come and check us out there, we'll have a table talking to people. We'll also be raffling off a big cooler, and all the money will be going to Unity Christian. So like I said, I've been very, very blessed to get involved with the CrossFit Rome here, and the, that community has just been awesome. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely find us on Facebook. Um, it's relentless underscore chiropractic. Um, we are also on Instagram as as at relentless chiropractic. Um, we have a website as well. You can go and check out a little bit more about our technique, and also you can print off your, your health intake forms if you want to just fill those out ahead of time. It saves you about 20 minutes when you come into the office. Um, and that goes directly to us. And that is at relentlessgeorgia.com, all spelled out. Um, and then my email personally, if anybody has any questions for me or if you know, you'd rather just you know, speak directly, is Dr. Sean with no period, just Dr. Sean at relentlessgeorgia, again, all spelled out.com. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just really looking forward to connecting with everybody. At this point, we're just trying to 
meet and sit down with as many people. And I firmly believe that it's not just about business stuff. I like to try to sit down and have coffee with people and genuinely just get to know people. And I think the rest of it will follow. You know, I, I know I'm going to take good care of people. And at this point, I just want people to know that I'm, I'm going to care about more than just their business. If that makes sense. That does make sense. That's the best way to do business is build relationships. Uh, final thoughts, Jeannie. Just what a great group today, Roger. Just appreciate everybody for being on the podcast today. And, um, we want to serve you more in the year ahead. And so please call on us every Monday. You should get a, a newsletter from me, letting you know of the what's going on at the chamber. It's called Business Brief. And so um, we want you to participate in all of those activities and meetings that um, you are interested in. And our website is RomeGA.com. And we are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and um just, you know, look for the Rome Floyd Chamber. And if there's anything newsworthy that we need to know about, please send it our way. We love to promote and advocate for our businesses. That's um, our mission. And so um, the more ways we can serve you, we're very happy to do that. Well, thank you, Jeannie. Um, Brooke, thank you for what you guys do for the community uh, over at Pruitt Health Hospice and Palliative Care. Katrina, Dr. Sean, good luck on your launches. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so people in Rome, Floyd County, Northwest Georgia, come to Rome, you know, take advantage of these, take advantage of these great businesses. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank y'all for participating. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. This has been the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios. And we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.